What's up, guys? Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays, join the Discord by clicking the link below. Welcome back to the 1% Club. Ooh, boy, Shay, did we just clean up shop last week? Let's just run through it real quick. Uh, oh, boy, I mean, there's just so many of them. You got a million dollars on Kosi. Cash it. Forget about me. Forget about me. Mr. Krause. How good is it to be Mr. Krause right now? Man, life is good. I can't complain. Goes and, can't... Hits, goes and hits every single bet up to the co-main event. Then just drops a little, you know, like the mother of all game plans on us. And now it's a championship coach. I'll take it. Can I, I give him a little? I got to now after the, now that the fight's over, I got to give him a little something like, because I was, you know, I was sweating this game plan with you for months. And what you saw is really what was, I mean, that's really what the game plan was. Like, I just find it incredible that it, it just worked so well. Pretty much like just a minor tweak with a, a minor tweak in the stand, circling right, shuts down the cap. Finishing with a left hook or a lead high, kept the right hand at home. And the plan really was like, hey, let's keep that power hand at home. And then round three, round four, I, I thought round four, just cross the side, the hell with it, let's do it round three. Bring that kick down to the body, boom, boom, finish. Just, just brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Championship coach, and then hits Nunes too, just for you know, just for good measure, and closes off all the parlays. That was easy though, man. You got to play a minus two fifty. That was at a minus right, eleven twenty-five six it. months ago, bro. You called it, yeah. You're right. You got to mix. It. I, you know what's funny is I literally on my Instagram, I literally just posted the clip of me saying, "Hey, she's got to mix it up more and mix her takedowns in." And then I said, I took a poll. I was like, "Was I right?" And it says, "Yes." And it says also yes. <laughs> Man, I was a little—I wasn't sure about that. I thought Nunes nah. would look to keep it standing, and you were like, "Nah, she's gonna fit in." And man, you're right. A couple of the subs were a little close, but sheesh, she was—she looked great out there. But let's go through those positions. Yeah. Remind me how much money we made. Kosi, you had a million on Kosi, million plus on Kosi, cash it. Million plus on Negan Marano, cash it. Dawson Edwards, cash it. Fight to go the distance, and that one, cash it. We had Morales and Fugit over one and a half rounds. Cash it. Morano, cash it. Over two and a half, cash it. Fight to go the distance, cash it. Uh, Hamdi, cash it. We almost got the plus oh 900 Hamdi round one knockout. Almost. Oh my God, that was close. Almost. Nine to one. Drakkar close by decision, cash it. Uh, Pantoja, cash it. Pavlovich, cash it. Pavlovich by knockout, cash it. Moreno, cash it. Nunes, cash it. Moreno, Nunes, parlay. Cash it. Let's go. Not a bad week. Well, not a bad week at all. I think we went like 15 and 2, and the 2 was a plus 900 and a hedge. So, listen. I got to be a quick I got to be a quick asshole. I, I, I have to ask you. Yeah. You may get pissed off. How does it feel, honestly? Last week, championship coach, Brand Moreno. Now you got to drag your ass back to Vegas. No, nah, I'm good. Hey, I don't have to be here. I get to be here next week. I'm in San Diego. We're going to get some dubs this week. We're going to get a dub next week. But nobody gives a shit about last week. That money's gone. Let's make let's some more money. This week. Yep, let's talk about this week. First matchup, Lipsky versus Koshera. Um... I'm a little, I'm a little uh, impartial to this one. I, there's nothing like that stands out to me. 
Uh, I know we've kind of talked about this and gone back and forth on it a little bit. Uh, lately, I, I, lately the, I've been playing off the idea of if I'm not sure, it's a no. So I'll defer to you on this one. G- give us your thoughts on it. Tough for, me to, tough for me to find an angle to bet this fight. Lipsky's better technically. She's got some good kicks. Um, she's, she, she's a little better technically everywhere. Kasher maybe has the power advantage, and Lipsky has been a little chinny at times. She's also, like, on occasion, she'll, she'll show some poor fight IQ. It tough for me to yes. back her as a favorite in the spot at the minus 170. Like, this line was right where I feel it should be. It's a complete pa- and utter pass for me all the way around. I love it. That's how. That's about how I feel as well. Augusto Sakai, Sergey Spivak. I initially, uh, I initially leaned Sakai in this fight heavily, and I kind of argued with you back and forth a little bit on this. But when you go down to the format, and I can't explain this enough to you guys, when you go down the format of how I cap fights, and I got this from you. Number one is path to victory, path to victory, path to victory. Number two for me, strength of schedule. Number three is technical analysis. So. Number one is by far the most important path to victory. And when you break down path to victory for these guys, Spivik just has more ways to win. And I honestly feel like Sakai's only way to win this fight is by knockout. And and that's how he typically wins most of his fights. But I don't see him winning a decision here. Uh, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is unlikely. Spivik's going to get the takedowns probably, uh, work in the clinch a little bit more. And... Uh, I mean, he, he just has more ways to win this fight than Sakai does. I feel like Sakai is not going to win this fight unless it's by knockout. I think he needs a stoppage here to win this fight. Your thoughts? Yeah, my thoughts exactly. I mean, it's always great to have a clear-cut path to victory. What's even better is when that path just, let's say Spivak doesn't wrestle. Like in this case, it's Spivak has a huge wrestling advantage. We saw yep. Overeem, who's not as good a wrestler as Spivak, just take Sakai down and absolutely pound his face in. But even if he keeps it standing, Spivak has a huge speed advantage, a real speed advantage. He's got a good jab. He's good technically. Sakai is just too slow. Never mind the grappling disadvantage. The only way, like you said, is for him to land a shot. And it's, it's tough to knock out a faster dude. You know, it's yeah. just tough, especially when you have to respect the level change. To me, this is just Spivak all over. Can he get caught? Yeah, possibly. But um, the only way to play this is Spivak. I don't want to spend a ton of time on these next two fights because they're the, the ultimate fighter finales. You know, they're, they're newer fighters. I'd rather spend more time on the co-main and Luke and Neil in the main event, uh, uh, Santos Hill. But let's just go through them just real quick. Juliana Miller, Brogan Walker. I don't know a ton about uh, Brogan Walker, uh, but I know Juliana's got some pretty, uh, pretty excellent jiu-jitsu. And, and any time, especially with the younger fighters, uh, I do like that dominant... Path to victory is what we, what we talked about again. But I don't know much about Brogan Walker. I'm, I'm just being honest with you here. I haven't capped this fight at all, so I'm going to lean heavily on you. Talk us through what your, your, uh, your thoughts are here. You pretty much touched on it. I mean, Brogan Walker, she's pretty well-rounded. She's good everywhere. But when you're dealing with, I guess, lesser fighters, not the highest caliber fighters, especially um, in, the, in women's MMA where there isn't that much of a threat of a knockout, the dominant tool, the dominant tool is what comes to play too often. And in this case, the dominant tool is sitting with Juliana. Her jiu-jitsu is incredible. I can't, That's as good. good as I thought it was, I, I watched the film, I actually watched it. It's incredible. It's top-notch, top of the food chain jiu-jitsu. She, I think she has a good, real good chance of stopping her. And even if she doesn't, um, yeah. Brogan is pretty good defensively. She can maybe defend it off, but she'll maybe have her back. She'll give. She'll lose a round or two that way. I wouldn't even be shocked if Juliana wins a decision. 
to me, the only play over here is Juliana. I played her plus money. She's now flish, now bad around the pick. And I see some minus 115s popping up there. I think it'll steam even more. I think she'll close probably around the minus 130 range. I think Juliana's the play over here. I agree with that. Uh, I like that. I like that uh, path to victory. Um, last one here. Last one of the of the tough finale ones. Uh, heavyweights. Muhammad Usman, brother of welterweight kingpin Kamara Usman versus Zach Pega. Uh, I don't know a ton about either one of these guys, but I have been watching Usman for, for a while. I've been watching him in PFL, and I guess this would be a fade on the path to victory, right? Like, it's, it's the opposite of a path to victory, and it's like a huge deficiency in somebody's game. And it's, it's, it's been on the Usman side, it's been the cardio. And I don't know if it's necessarily cardio or if it's pacing a fight or anxiety or what it is. Whatever it is, there is a, there is a, a physical uh, cardiovascular flaw there somewhere. And he's gotten tired and completely gassed himself out in, in multiple fights now. So for me, it's just like <coughs> victory, right? And, and when I see, I see Pega, he's, he's a guy that just kind of hangs around. And, and uh, he's made a living off hanging around. So uh, – for me, the clear-cut path to victory, would it's the opposite of that. It's like, hey, man, there's a huge deficiency here, and if this guy can just hang around just long enough and not get beat, uh, I think he's going to win this fight. So for me, I think he's a little juice, like minus 230 or something like that. But, you know, if he doesn't get finished in the first round, if this fight goes outside the first round, i got to expect uh, Pega to, to, to get this fight. The problem I see with Usman, the problem he has is he's pretty bad for the first five minutes. And then he's goddamn awful. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna give you guys a little secret. You know, I, I generally don't like to delve in too deep into the handicapping aspect of it. But one of the things I always look for is when you have two fighters fighting. One of them is pretty bad, and the other one is not so bad. Bet against the bad guy, and in this case, that's Usman. He comes in like a bull in a china shop, head down, looking for those wide hooks. Straight line. Pauga's just got to just got to get out of the way for the first couple of minutes. Maybe he gets pressed up against the fence. Usman can't really finish. He doesn't have any any finishing ability with his takedowns. Maybe he puts him up against the fence. Maybe he swings wildly. He's looking to headbutt you. It's right there. Uppercuts, knees, whatever you want. Straight shots. Circle away. And after a couple of minutes, he's just done. He's completely gassed. And that's it. This should be an, the only way you can play this fight is Pauga. I don't believe there's anybody that considers himself or calls himself a handicapper that's actually watching the film that's like, you know what, I like what I see, I'm going to play Usman here. You, you just can't do it. Can you land the lucky shot? Yeah. The only way to play this fight is to play Pauga. And I think it's important to note, especially with these younger fighters coming off the show, it, there's just, it's, it's extremely uh, difficult to pick these guys because the, the experience level sometimes can be so uh, unpredictable. It can, it, it's, it's hard at times to, you know, and that show always seems to produce some type of, you know, WTF moment or whatever. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to dive into that too much. Let's get to the good stuff. Co-main event: Vicente Luque, Jeff Neal. Love this fight. Uh, from a capping standpoint, I love the left hook of Vicente Luque. I love the right hand of Jeff Neal. I think the speed is going to be on the Neal side. But once again, if we talk about the path to victory, that's the number one thing we look at when we're handicapping fights, the path to victory. Vicente Luque has more ways to win this fight. And we talk about Jeff Neal's path to victory. 
would be the power. Luke is durable. He's got a good chain. He's got good cardio. His grappling is there. Uh, I think he's got more ways to win this fight. And I think he's got a pretty decent defense to the, to the one way that Jeff Neal can win this fight. I don't see Neal winning a decision here. I think the way he needs to win this fight is by stoppage. That's not an easy thing to do with Luque. Luque has more ways to win this fight. So for that reason, I have to lean towards Vicente Luque. Your thoughts, Shay? I completely agree. I really like Luque. To me, it's more of a matchup. Uh, it's more of a stylistic mitch, uh, mismatch. Neal is very good. I'm, I've been on Luque a lot. I'm a big fan of his. Luque's problem is that he's, there's not a lot of, of mid-range not, not a lot of controlling the center for him. He's either pushing forward or he's backing up trying to reset and get some of his energy back. The problem is that Luque is so good at filling those gaps. When Neil needs that breather, Luque is going to be pouring it on, pouring it on, pouring it on, leg kicks, mixing up his striking. It's going to be tough for Neil to win rounds. It's going to be tough to bank rounds. I can see Luque winning a decision. I do think there's a little bit of value in the over two and a half, but I really like Luque over here. Luque is tough to put away. And we're not even, we're not even touching on the, the, sh the chance that, hey, maybe Luque just takes him down and we're going to have a real advantage. But even just in the striking, the fact that Neil needs to, in order to pace himself, he needs that little breather. He's got that mini Romero in him where he explodes and then he's on defense. Luque is not going to let him rest over there. Luque is going to put the pressure on him. Yep. The volume is going to be too much for, for Neil to steal rounds. And he needs a stoppage. It's not easy to stop Luque. So I'm definitely playing Luque. Pretty decent position on Luque. And I'm also dabbling a little bit with the over. Plus two and a half, plus money, plus two three. I would be interested to see what Luque by decision is. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw that either. Three rounds, I like that play a lot. I don't, I'm, that's got to be plus money. I think that's a great play. That's worth a sprinkle. Uh, let's move on. Light heavyweight bout main event. Tiago Santos, Jamal Hill. A lot of... Uh, implications on the title on this one, more so on the Jamal Hill side than the Thiago Santos side. Uh, we have Ankalaev last week that uh, that won, and now uh, Jamal Hill is coming up. And I got to think with a win over here, Jamal Hill is going to put himself right in that uh, right in that line. Podge just text me. Uh, Vicente Luque by decision is plus one seventy. I definitely think there's some value there. Uh, back to the main event. Uh, with here we 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 talk about a we talk about path to victory, and I gotta be honest with you, Shay. Fights like this can be a little confusing at times because one thing with Jamal Hills, we haven't really seen him. We haven't seen him in five rounds yet. Okay, that's that's that I can remember, right? I could be wrong, but we haven't seen him in five rounds, and we really haven't seen him in three rounds, right? I mean, like he usually gets these guys out of here pretty soon. I gotta think that Tiago Tiago is pretty tough to put away. You know, and, and I got to be honest with you. I think Tiago Santos has more pass to victory to this fight than Jamal Hill does. However, we talked about this before is fight IQ. It's like there's a clear cut path to victory, like, but these guys don't do it. So, for example, if, this, if the clear cut path to victory, we had this, we had a fighter about a month ago that had just a, an absurdly clear cut path to victory on the ground. Didn't take one shot the whole fight and got knocked out in the third round or lost a decision. I can't remember what it was. It's just like Back down the, third round. the fight IQ was just absurdly low. And, and I feel like we've been seeing that uh, as of uh, Santos as of late. He hasn't really done mixed his shots in. His volume's kind of low. But he is always dangerous. So for me, I'll be honest with you, I don't really like this line on Hill. 
at minus 295. I think we, we played him earlier, you know, like a week or two ago at like minus 230 or minus 220, I think is what we ended up getting him at. I don't mind that line, but it's getting out of hand for me to where I don't feel comfortable playing it. Um, it I, there's just a lot of unknowns with Jamal Hill, and his, his path to victories aren't a lot, but he's very good at the one that he had. Man, to be honest, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit over here. Uh, yeah, let's go. How do you see what, – what, I don't see Tiago Santos having many paths to victory. Tiago Santos has always fought the same way. He stays in the outside a lot, pretty conservative, works those kicks – and then looks to explode and counter. Well, I mean, the I, I, I got to think, when you're fighting somebody like Jamal Hill, you got to fit in, right? I mean, why wouldn't you? He's just not going to. He's not going to. He can going. and he should, but he won't. That's, that's my beef, right? He won't. He won't. And what he's going to do is exactly what he did in the Ankalaya fight. He's going to circle around with his back to the fence. He's going to be pushed back. And occasionally he'll look to explode. The problem is those explosions are just slow as molasses these days. The speed is gone. His knees are shot. And the one weapon that he has, which Jamal Hill does have a weakness to the, you know, he can get touched up with a low rider. He doesn't check many kicks. The problem is Santos allows himself to be pushed up against the cage. You're not landing any calf kicks when your back's up against the fence. And Hill's got the reach. Hill's got the speed. If you're the slower, shorter guy with your back up against the fence, looking for counters that are never going to come, you're going to lose that fight. And I, I still think there's value on Hill. We played him early on. If I hadn't gotten down early, I would still take this line at minus 275 or wherever it is right now. I don't see how Hill loses this fight, but you actually mentioned this. I do believe there's value in this fight to go the distance. Mm -hmm. this, it's sitting about plus 300, plus 320. I, I would not be surprised at all if this goes the distance. Hill can finish him, but Tiago, I think, is going to be very conservative. He's going to be up against the fence, and he does, that threat of the counter is still there, so I don't know if Hill comes in like a wild man, necessarily, because that's Tiago's only shot, basically, is to land Well, you got to respect Tiago, right? You have to respect his power. Well, you have to. And he seems to be the in power these... is the last thing to go. Yeah, he seems to be in these, in these, uh, he seems to be in these low-volume situations because, I mean, the guys do respect his power. I mean, he fought Ankle Live, Johnny Walker, Rakic, he's fought, I mean, he's fought a who's who in that division, and none of these guys are putting him away, you know, uh, he's fought Anthony Smith, you know, and he's, he's knocked some of these guys out, so the one thing, that, the one thing that I'm interested in is that when he switches to southpaw, that left kick to the body and that left kick up top, I gotta think he's gonna do that, I mix that in for sure if I'm fighting Jamal Hill, but I just, it's just, it's just hard to play him, man, because, because he hasn't, his volume hasn't been there as of late, you know, so I think he needs a finish to win this fight. It's a huge problem. If you're the lower volume, if you're playing a low volume game and you're the shorter fighter and the slower fighter, plus you're giving ground, you're letting your opponents back you up and put you up against the fence and you're looking to counter, countering, you need speed for that. Now, some of these brawlers with huge power can survive late in their career because they're just like Francis Ngannou will be great yeah. when he's 42. He'll still have, because he's coming at you like, Tiago's looking to set up those counters. When you're not fast enough anymore to land those counters, you're just a sitting duck up against the fence. I think he'll pick some apart. All right, a great, uh, great matchup. Huge title implications, especially on the Jamal Hill side. We talked about this earlier today, but, man, uh, Ankle Live coming off of a win over Anthony Smith last weekend. I don't mind Jamal Hill, uh, Ankle Live, or Santos, Ankle Live again. I mean, really, really, I got to think, if, if Jamal Hill wins this fight, I got to think he puts himself in line. As like the you know number two, number three, clear cut contender. Once Yuri and Glover figure out what they got going on, Ankalaev's gonna work in there. Blahovich has got a way in there, and then insert Jamal Hill if he wins this fight 
on Saturday night. So pretty awesome. What card. do you do with What do you do with Blahovich then? What do you do with Blahovich then? Well, you could put you could match any you can round robin any of those three. I gotta do. I don't think Glover and Yuri are gonna fight again. I, I for whatever reason you I, don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I hope so. I hope they do. You know, I hope. They, I hope they do. I hope Glover wins it and then walks away. That's what I hope happens. I don't. I don't see it happening. Uh, but either way, Jamal Hill is going to insert himself uh, very highly in that in that light heavyweight title picture with a win here on Saturday night. All right. On that note, we're going to end the show. All right. Man. All right. Let's cash those checks. Let's cash those checks. Let's make some. Let's money. repeat repeat again from last week. Have another good week, guys. Have fun. Let's go. Take it easy.